Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I used to be a comedian, but they put me up last so I'd get everyone to leave. Today I'm joined by another comedian, Cormac. I wanted to be a comedian too, but the said jokes had to be funny. What's going on in your life, Patrick? Um, nothing much. <laughs> Just the podcast, really. Hey, let's like, go. I've, I'm not back to work yet. I still haven't got a response from management. Yeah, I haven't called you back yet, no? I sent an email out. I got an automated response. And you know, oh, fucking automated response. That is so ass. It's so bad because it's like, I want to get back to work. Um, anyone listening, I work at, um, I don't think I should mention the name. Yeah, I don't think you should mention that. Um, I work at a hotel and golf resort. I am a groundskeeper and gardener. Uh, mix and match. So, early mornings are my strong point. You know, it's great to work, wake up, listen to the birds. Yeah, I love waking up too. Taking like it's the little things in life, um, the little little things in life that matter. And I don't think people, um, take that for what it is. True. Like sometimes, you know, they call them the little things because they're easy to glance over. Hmm. So it's like, you know, when I'm driving along on a buggy. Uh, going out to, I don't know, rake a bunker. Maybe you see like a, fe- a pheasant or something. Or like even like a squirrel. You know, in the bigger picture, like if you said, I saw a squirrel today, it doesn't sound that interesting, but still. It's like yeah. just taking a moment out of your life, forgetting about everything that's happening. Mm. And just experiencing life for every second that we're given. Yeah. How about you? How's your work going? Wait, sorry, your mic's gone out, but... How's your work going? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, tell the listeners, like, what you do, what, like, about your work. So, my job is making mattresses in a factory that makes furniture. That sounds comfortable. <laughs> it is the, the like you think oh yeah matches they're comfy yeah making them isn't so um it's just like like you're standing up all day so i today i work from what was it eight to five usually it's like half eight to five but like um i don't know i just had to work earlier just like based on like my lift like yeah because uh, my mom also works. So she worked different hours than you? I like the building order. No, she works the same. She just has to get in a bit early. Yeah, she needs to get in early. But the thing is, like, she can just, she could be late. And it probably wouldn't make a difference on, like, what happens to her. But, like, for me, because there's, like, a, like, a tum scan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, so, I have that as well. So... If I miss it, I'll just get deducted. I don't know what the deduction is. I know I know where I work, we do a thumb scan. I think they take point, they take out like 
either half an hour or 15 minutes. Every, if... every half an hour or 15 minutes? Like no, that. like, um, if I scanned in at, if I started at 7, yeah. I scanned in at 1 minute past 7, instead of giving me a kind of a, like, instead of giving me 100%, it'd give me 75% for that hour. Oh. So, so it, it works like, like that. Seven euro or something. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of that's actually kind of crazy. I don't, I don't mind it for the work that I do. I'm, I'm happy enough if I get paid at all. That's fair. I've asked you this before, but I haven't you asked you on the podcast? So yeah. What is your ideal job or your ideal working uh, environment? Um, like I'd say home but like home isn't like a kind of a good workspace it's way too like comfortable but um, probably one that isn't overly labor intensive I would say yeah like you ch- or like you I don't know you choose your hours and like i mean like ideally it would be in i don't know like stocks or something if like if i could like properly get into that and knew what i was doing yeah that would be like because there's a good bit of money in that if you know what you're doing but um stocks stocks and crypto near enough yeah i think I think crypto is kind of an entry into into like those kind of sectors. Yeah. I wouldn't say if you're an expert of crypto you could 100% go into stocks. But you yeah. learn you learn stuff from uh either you learn stuff from either stocks or bitcoin yeah, that can help you understanding anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Cuz um I think I think crypto is an interesting topic. Yeah, definitely. Because what like, was it? It kind of peaked in interest, like, like last year. I would say last year, or around the start of this year. Like the, it just like people kind of having more interest in it. Yeah, I think it was like more people were at home, more people could learn about it. And more, because more people learn about it, they uh, were more inclined to uh, invest in it. Yeah, because that's that's definitely. that's pretty much how I started in the whole lot. Because what was it? I I think I bought in the first time I bought in, and it wasn't a it wasn't a mad amount. It was like less than a hundred euro. I think yeah. I think Bitcoin was at eighteen thousand. This was eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So any any statistics I say here would be in dollars with Bitcoin. And like, I think like I I told you to about it when it was like about twenty three or twenty four or something like that. Yeah. Because I kind of saw in the market that there's the potential for companies to pick it up as a kind of a trading currency. True, especially with like a lot of things being online. Yeah. So it's like. I think especially 
purchasing stuff online. I think it might become a, a, a kind of a maybe yeah, not a sure. maybe not a staple like PayPal, since PayPal yeah, is well, so like easy to another, use as like another kind of as an alternative. Sort. Yeah, it's like um, you have a bank account and you gain interest in your bank account. You could yeah. put money in your uh, Bitcoin wallet. You can gain interest on that. And the risk is you could also lose on that. Lose interest. True. Whereas, like, it's 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 an also an investment as well as a payment. Like, because with, with your currency, like, currency in general, like, it stays around. It it goes up and down, but it generally stays around yeah, not, the same amount. Not that much. It, it, it holds it holds its worth quite well reason like within reasonable like you know yeah depending no. on like if a fucking country just decides to collapse well look at look at um i'm gonna stop you there but like look at what brexit did to the pound sure. i remember going over to seeing family in liverpool and i was happy that i got i think 77 cents or 77 pence i forget which way it went um you know, per now it's like, and then when Brexit happened, that but that's the thing with current takes near enough a real world change. Yeah. Where if you look at Bitcoin, social media can influence cryptocurrencies as much as Brexit influenced uh, the the cost of the pound. Yeah. Hmm. Your opinion on Dogecoin? On Dogecoin? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think. I think it, a, go ahead. I think originally it was more kind of like, like the the originally it was clearly you know like just a joke, uh, like a joke um crypto. on um yeah crypto. But then with a lot of people doing pump and dumps, people thought it would be funny to, you know, you know, put money into a into a meme coin, clearly. Yeah. And definitely with like people like Elon Musk. Ah, uh, Elon influencing. Was... It like just like him him jokingly saying stuff about it but the thing is he he probably put some some amount into it because because he's got the I wouldn't not the word isn't like authority he's got the like the power he's got people look up to him he's like a god figure of dogecoin and he can just make a single tweet saying dogecoin and people are just gonna put money into it People are gonna yeah. like raise the price without him even having to like, you know, like saying, "Oh, everyone put money into this," because like, to be honest, if he did say people put money into this, probably more people would put money into it. it definitely. Because, we... but... go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's not that you go ahead because I, I don't think I was ever gonna say much. No, I was just going to say, I've got the statistics up here for Bitcoin in the past month, or Dogecoin, sorry, the past month. And it's like, 
we can look at where at the moment it's sitting at 46 as re uh, as of recording it's sitting at 46 cents U us dollar uh so 46 cents 46 cents didn't it go up to like 70 cents now so that's the thing uh elon musk's saturday night live was at the weekend past weekend of recording and i think it people it, it was terrible it was not funny it, well people say comedy is subjective but um, i don't think that was funny in any way shape or form i yeah i don't know well, the thing is like he was on it but like he isn't the writer of that no so it's like it's so someone scripted that and it's supposed to be ironic but it's it's not it was just kind of stupid so what the let, let me see what date saturday was uh saturday was the 8th before saturday night live on the 8th i think dogecoin reached its highest point of 71 cents 71 cents us usd and then after that after he was on it it plummeted 30 percent and it's it's still going down at the moment there is there is a little spike the only problem with Dogecoin is you look at the market cap for it. But the market yeah. cap for Bitcoin is reasonable. Ethereum, it's also reasonable. Um, you look at BAT, it has a high enough one, but if you use uh, Brave Browser, it's providing you with that. Yeah. So with the amount of people using it, it's got a high enough cap, but since it's easy available... Where you 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 know you mine Bitcoin, you need to put a bit of money into mining Bitcoin. Same with Ethereum, where uh, Bat you need to just use just a browser. Use, just use the browser. Where um, it's nearly at its market cap. It's not there yet. I think it'll still take a while, but it's still got its market cap. Dogecoin has no market cap whatsoever. So there could be one Dogecoin. There could be. A billion Dogecoin. There could be 10 trillion Dogecoin. There could be quintillions infinite. So when you have something as at an infinite, infinite kind of availability, um, it's it's very hard for it to maintain its value. Exactly. Yeah. So it's. I think it's a, it's. I think to predict Dogecoin, the values of Dogecoin, I don't think you need to be in uh, crypto. You don't need to be in stocks. You need to be in social media. Yeah, because it's what really influences social media is everything. Cause... That's why, I mean, with like people starting maybe, you know, like just Twitch, for example, they will use TikTok because TikTok, for some reason, how it works, you can get anything to the front page of TikTok. Yeah. Just with the use of hashtags. Because the hashtags on that on that platform are just like so they're so important. Yeah. Where you look at other if you want to get something big on Instagram or Facebook, you're looking at paid promotion near enough or or a pretty face 
a pretty well. Because the, the, the thing is, Instagram, I don't think is the, like, if you're going to promote something, it's definitely not that. Because people, it's it's a very materialistic um platform. Would you call it more of a, like, social media platform than, because uh, you can look at certain platforms like, I think when you're looking for, like, contact with people, you're looking at, like, stuff like maybe Instagram where, like, you're keeping up with people. I don't know. I, I, have you used Facebook in a while? I can't. I am not bothered to go near that. I haven't gone on Facebook in, I think, last time I went on Facebook was just to set up a Facebook business account for my Instagram. <laughs> so it's like, I think, I don't know, but you can see it on Twitter with Dogecoin. You influence uh, Twitter and Reddit. Yeah, has has an influence on Dogecoin, and I think with such kind of easy access influence, where you look at a stock of a company, uh, you look at Ulster Bank. Yeah. Uh, maybe you buy Ulster Bank for cheap, but you don't know what the insights of it are. You can't go into Ulster Bank and sit at the front, not the front desk, but sit with all the founders or owners and say something stupid and then it goes down. Yeah, exactly. Where, where with a coin like Dogecoin, you could easily go on Twitter, say something funny about it, say something against it even, and people will see it, get a couple of likes on it, maybe a couple of retweets, and that's influenced it in a way that I don't think anything else could influence anything like that. In the yeah. w- world of crypto or even stocks, because like yeah, you could look at Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast, where he's you know he smoked weed, and that did influence uh, the Tesla stock price negatively. But it's like you can go on Twitter because. I think you're, I think I think I've I've made the point where it's like I go on Twitter, I can say Dogecoin. I could go on. I can be on the podcast here and say, everybody, let's buy Dogecoin. Let's put it up. If I had a thousand people, ten thousand people listening, and at least like I don't know, like one percent is gonna. If one percent. We have the reach of Elon Musk, and other celebrities are doing it. Other celebrities and internet influencers are using their kind of... I wouldn't call it an abuse of power, because... I would like to think it is. I, 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 I think it is, but I think... Um, if it's for personal use, yes. I, th- I think... I can, I can understand maybe if you're like, you know, like putting your voice to the situation maybe yeah. it's a different story but if you're just like saying yo this this bitcoin thing is pretty cool yeah it's just something something like that people are like oh what's this yeah no, and then like i was just saying abuse of power like definitely elon musk um abusing his power over like his followers to for uh, dogecoin but as an influencer um unless you know the trends because honestly unless i think unless you are elon musk and you're on twitter and you tweet so say if mark zuckerberg was like 
let's get Dogecoin to 80 cents. People don't know if that's going to have a positive or negative impact on it. Because of... Uh, say, say if Zuckerberg did do that. Uh, yeah. And then Elon Musk was like, look at this idiot. And then it could go down in price because people are selling it because they think it's funny to sell it because Elon Musk is making fun of Zuckerberg. Because Zuckerberg's trying to pump this thing. And it's like so, uh, it's so like fluctuate. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to read. Like yeah. a book that changes words every sentence. True. You know, you, like, you I feel like some influence will will just like like going back on what I said will use it just like to talk in a situation. But if they're mentioning, um, like their investments or something in it. Oh yeah, they yeah. they want their um fans or followers or whatever you want to call. Um, they're kind of encouraging them to put money into it, but that's just their so their gain, because they've already you they've clearly already put put some sort of finance towards it. They're looking to profit off it. They're they're trying to get to pump up the price for themselves. They're trying to profit from it. And it's like almost like a non-risk gambling. Yeah. If you yeah. If, yeah. Cuz you could put like I don't know. It's not like putting certain amount of money on like black on roulette like it's a 50 50 it's a 50 50 chance that you're well, gonna get your with, with yeah. this you could you could just say do this and no matter what there's someone gonna put money towards it yeah so you're guaranteed even if it's just a small influx yeah you're no, not definitely. Losing money i think it's like a big society pump and dump for the for the listen for people listening, I'm just gonna mansplain a bit. So a pump and dump is when a group of people, you could have a thousand people, ten thousand people. It's usually like you'd find groups of big people that would find coins that are cryptocurrencies that are absolutely worthless. Now, how they work to the public is that they give the impression that let's buy this coin when it's low and let's publicize it let's put it out on twitter let's put it up on websites on reddit and that'll influence other people being like oh geez this coin's going up let's um i think i'll make money off this where when those other people not a part of the dump uh purchase then that's when they all sell and it plummets the price of the coin so they've literally just pumped it and then dumped what they've uh they've dumped the coin. Um in reality it doesn't work like that. You'd have a group of organizers where they'd pick out a coin and before the market closes they'd put a like they'd put crazy amount of money into it. They'd put ten thousand something. You know, something that might put it up a little bit, but without people knowing what coin it is. It would near enough still uh, be like worthless. So what they do then is they go to their followers and they say, "This is the coin we picked. 
uh, pump it, let's buy it, and then let's sell it. So they had tell their thousands of followers, because there's a Discord group that we used to be a part of, a pump and dump, that had, I think, it was 200,000 people in it, or something crazy. And if you tell 200,000 people to uh, buy a coin, the majority of them are thinking that they're going to make profit. When reality, when that coin hits, you know, 200%, 300% higher than what it was at the start, then they release all their stocks. They sell the coin, and that's what kind of ruins it. Exactly. It's, it's a, I think it's, it's a, kind of a scummy way to do it. But they're using their influence to kind of get people... It's kind of, it's scummy in a way where you're giving people false hope, thinking that everyone's going to make money when the small majority of people who get into the coin first, they're realistically only going to be the people who are making actual money. The rest are either making uh, nothing, um, you know, you could make double, but it's very unlikely. You'd have to be like super fast you'd have to be super super fast you have to literally buy and then immediately sell yeah otherwise because if you wait and then that's one of the problems with the pump and dumps it's that if you have two hundred thousand people that you've just told to buy this coin if 10 percent of people actually do it that's twenty thousand people that's 100% going to crash the website that you're using. So you will most likely be blind to what is happening. Because you won't be able to see real-time statistics because there's another 19,999 people doing the same thing that you're doing. And at the end of the day, some of these websites don't have the capacity to hold them. The real-world events will be paused. And you don't know if you're losing money or if you're making money. So that's just a that's a podcast uh, announcement. Unless you know what you're doing, stay away from pump and dumps because they're most likely or anything. Do your mo- research before. At the end of the day, the saying "if it's go- too good to be true," don't. Yeah. It's. It's. Like just from like our own experiences. Well, our own experiences. Researches, like because otherwise, no, saying it, stuff like this, if we weren't, if we didn't know what the, like the repercussions the and the consequences, yeah, like the actual consequences of like, like the actual like consequences, loss of and gain from doing these things. Yeah. at the end of the day it's all a learning experience it is yeah and it's, you... and it's best to it's best to actually do your research beforehand and don't just jump head first because it might actually put you in a bad situation it, way it, worse than yeah. you actually were in the first place it's like pulling a slingshot the other away from you <laughs> exactly unless you know even at yourself yeah and hoping it, it doesn't it knock your eye out you hold the slingshot, you pull it away from you instead of pulling it towards you, and then thinking, "This is gonna go in. This is gonna go forward. This isn't gonna hit me." 
you let go of it Financial, and it hits you. Russian roulette, pretty much. Yeah, you let go of it and it hits you. But that's the good thing, because you've learned from your mistake. True. And unless you're very stupid, you won't do it again. Exactly. You know, you'd you'd realize what's going to happen at the end. I think the only, like, you'd probably be stupid if you actually end up making it, like, somewhat of a tiny profit, and you're, like, thinking, oh, I made money, and then going into it again. Yeah. Thinking that you'd get the same outcome. Especially, it's the same with, like, gambling sites. Exactly. You know, gambling sites will pull you in with, gambling sites will pull you in with wins. Um, you know, if you... I remember doing this. This uh, this was a while ago. I don't do slot machines or stocks or not slot machines. I can't do horse racing anymore. I've been banned from that. Um, I set limits on all my gambling sites because it used to be a kind of a release of sorts. But over that hurdle, but slot machines will bring you in by you go in and you say you have ten euro. Go, I'll do 10 cent bets. I know from experience, the first time I did that, I was brought in with free bets, free free spins. Spun it 10 times, won 5 euro. I was like, that's great, I'll keep on going. 30 euro, and then 40 euro. So I was, I was up like crazy amounts of money that I hadn't put in. But then that's what they, they get you, because they know you're addicted now. And... It's only at the honeymoon period where everything's sparkling. You know, there's a spark there and you're enjoying it, you're, ha- you're happy. And you get home from the honeymoon and re- you realise that you hate everything. And you hate what you're doing. And then you hate the person. The person you're with and the person that you become. And you get over that. But once you get over that hurdle... That's it. Like, I'm over the hurdle now. I wouldn't go back to any of those stuff. Maybe horse racing, the Argentinian horse racing. Argentinian horse racing. That's why I'm only allowed one euro bet or blackjack. <laughs> blackjack. I only bet on blackjack because it's five euro. Five euro a month. I have a limit on my account. I think last time, I haven't done it in a while, last time I came back with about 600 but at the end of the day I'm not saying hey guys, everyone listen to the podcast go out and play blackjack, it's easy money because uh, it, it isn't, you have to know what you're doing you have to know what tables to and sit with, at and with, the thing is with blackjack as well is like it's or anything it's it's a chance game of chance it's it's there's there's no you have to know what you're doing but yeah you can't guarantee that even if you know what you're doing that it's going to work out there's there's it's no not. way the only way you can win at gambling is to not gamble at all exactly um but you have to know you have to know first off you know have to know when to stop you have to know Limits. Know your limits. You have to. As they say, when the fun ends. Yeah. Stop. When the fun ends, stop. When you're not having fun anymore, reevaluate what you're doing. 
even look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, you know, that's, is this the person I want to become? You know, because even, even those times with Blackjack, I said that last time I took out 600 euro from a, starting with five, I would have been 700 euro. But I made a stupid bet at the end being like, well, technically I didn't put this money in. It's the money anyway. But, you know, you don't win. Even if you know what you're doing, you don't win at the end. You know, you could talk to, you know, I've watched so many TED Talks about pro-blackjack car counters. And the one thing I got from it is you will have losing days. And this goes for life as well. This is good life advice. You will have losing days. You will have winning days. But you need to know... You need to look at those losing days. See what went wrong. And then next time, don't make those mistakes. You know. Maybe maybe it's shit advice. Maybe you're listening to this like... This guy no, do, do, has no idea what he's on about. But this is, you know, even if there's one person listening that takes this advice and runs with it, that's good enough for me. I don't care if 99% of people think I'm talking shite. If there's just even 1%, that's fine with me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you listen for one second, two seconds, ten seconds, the whole thing... I really appreciate it. And have a good morning, good evening, or good night whenever you're listening. And let's have a good day. No matter where we are, we can do something that makes us happy. Bye.